Um, those two lines were also one of my favorite parts of the poem. And an interesting part about that, I watched her interview, Amanda Gorman's interview with Anderson Cooper on CNN about this poem, and she was actually about to cut those last two lines out of the poem because she wasn't sure if it fit or not. But then she decided, she actually wanted to just use one of the see-its or be-its, but then she decided that the country and the world just needed to hear all of it. So that's why she left it in. And then another favorite part of mine was the line or the part for a while we have our eyes on the future history has its eyes on us i think especially now because of what's happened over the past four years we're all looking we were all looking towards the future and what would happen after the trump presidency presidency was over but that's how a lot of these issues like like the racism we saw increase over the past few months um they came to be and we weren't focusing on the present and we were just looking more towards the future so that kind of stood out for me also the line just that line history has its eyes on us it reminded me of Hamilton which is a play that she actually took some inspiration from she put some references from there so that was pretty cool to me um okay I guess I'll go so my favorite line from the poem was the part where she said, we are striving to forge a union with purpose to compose a country committed to all cultures, colors, and characters and conditions of man. And I think that really kind of just resonated with me because if you look at the original founding, I guess, of the U.S., it was kind of designed for that. It was designed with the intention of people being um, able to come here to find freedom, whether that be religious freedom, or they're seeking, you know, asylum from somewhere else. And although it hasn't necessarily appeared that way for a little bit of time, necessarily um, played out like that for a little bit. Um, I think that really just speaks to the purpose of why we were essentially founded. People were coming here for freedom, pretty much, and. Um, it's America has been referred to as a really big, like melting pot of cultures and people and things of that nature. And I think that's really cool. And I think that hopefully, um, because we, I'm not going to say we're becoming a little bit more progressive, um, but we're getting somewhere. And I generally hope that one day we will be able to have a union composed of all kinds of people, women of color, men of color, just like everybody from every from all different kinds of backgrounds and positions of power. And that just, it just really spoke to me. I thought it was really cool how she added that in there, so. I think it's just safe to say that this poem was boss. Um, I think it's unanimous. Um, and anyone who says otherwise, we we have we have some serious problems. We need to have a talk. I'm joking. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just you know, all I could think about when I when I was watching her was black girl magic at its best. Like girl power and she, the the way she upheld herself. There was a little sass, but not too much. Like she was graceful, she was elegant, and I just I'm I'm very happy for her. This it was a great opportunity, and she seized it. 
she killed it and that's all she wrote <laughs> yeah that's on period i love poetry and i'm really grateful that amanda gorman got to share her her poetry um yeah and for all of you poets out there just hope you keep writing and that you um, keep maturing in that gift and that skill set. Um, poetry is for the poet is not something that we take light. You know, we put time into it. We um, wrestle with ourselves. Um, we wrestle with different concepts that are happening in the world. We're feeling things on different levels. Um, we're impressed by different kinds of things. And I would say that in a nutshell, that poetry and the poet, um, we are the people who tell stories that other people either cannot or choose not um, to tell. Um, poets are very important and poetry is, is I think vital for our existence. So right on yeah. friends. Is there a month dedicated to poetry? I feel like we should create one. No, it's already there. April there is? April is national poetry, uh, writing month. And lots of poets, um, at least those that I'm connected to, we have this practice of writing a poem a day during the month of April. Yeah, I've done it several times. We like call it the dirty Kansas. Oh, it's what it's like, however you decide. We yeah. call it the dirty 30. <laughs> the dirty 30. I um, like that. Because, you know, it, it takes a lot to write poetry, but to say you're going to write a poem every day, it takes some grit, you know? Um, so, yeah, like some people, they'll write uh, haikus. The last couple years, I haven't written haikus, but I've written short poems. Um, so they might be three or four stanzas, but I've been known to write full length, you know, Full length meaning for me, usually full length is anywhere between three and five minutes. And I've written full length poems during the month of April, like back to back. Um, it can be done. It can be done. So there's the challenge. There's come the April. Challenge. Come April. Hey, maybe we can share poetry for the month of April on the podcast. I'm down with that. That'd be dope, right? Um, down. So, Blair, what you gotta say? Oh, I didn't know I actually pressed the raise hand button, but I did wanna say that, um, yeah, I do love writing poetry too. But um, I'm really like proud of our generation and like the whole millennial generation also, like really seeing like what we've done. Like, okay, we have our, the things that some people don't like about us. But I mean, it's really amazing because I know talking to like my great grandparents, grandparents, even parents, like they're like some of the things that you guys do that you guys talk about, 
like we would never even think to do. Like we were listening to our music, playing our games. We weren't having intellectual conversations. We weren't self-aware. We weren't so many things. And they're like, y'all are different. Y'all are barrier breaking. And I would say that I'm just really proud of our generation. We've gone through a lot a lot. We've seen so many different things and the way we've handled it so gracefully and it's just amazing. And to see that poet up there, to be the youngest inaugural poet, that's what we do. Like, honestly, there's so many more Amandas out there. And so I think it would be great if we could get on here and share our poetry with you guys. That would be great. All right, sounds like we're making a date. So um, I want to put that uh, invitation out to other TA Tigers that if you have some poetry to share, um, we want to encourage you to, to make it happen. Email me and we will put you in the lineup for the month of April. And listen, this doesn't have to be don't compare yourself to anybody. I know there's a lot of perfectionists uh, at TA, lots of um, students who are struggling to be perfect and are struggling to have everything that they produce to be perfect. That's not what we're looking for here. We're looking for your heart. Like God is looking for your heart, not perfection. So if you write poetry, if you have written a poem, you don't even have to be, you don't even have to consider yourself to be a poet. But if you have written a poem, we, we would love to amplify your voice on the podcast during the month of April. So you got two months to get it together. Listen, y'all, poetry is, it's a creative way to tell your story. Like, and it doesn't all look the same. It's not supposed to look the same. If it all looked the same, it wouldn't be poetry. Okay. Like poetry is so abstract. And when different people create different types of poems, different, different meanings, it's all about you. It's based on you. Your poem reflects you and who you are as a person. And so there's no standard. Like, that's what makes poetry so awesome. That's what makes po poetry so, I would say, easy for me to just kind of do because there's no standard of perfection. It's, you just spit. And whatever comes out, comes out. Um, And so don't let, oh, well, she did and he did. But don't don't let that stop you from saying what you have to say. Um, before we close, I just want to say that uh, something that I observed during the inauguration and definitely during the past, uh, you know, during my overall lifetime, as a matter of fact, is that the bar has been set very high, not only by um, African-Americans, but by God himself. The bar has been set very high. And um, as we live our life, it's very easy to settle and to say that I'll just settle for mediocre I'll settle for what's easy. I'll settle for what's there, for what's stressless, for 
the road most traveled by. But um, as you go throughout your life, just remember that nothing amazing ever came out of mediocrity and that God didn't die for you to live a mediocre life. And, you know, as an African-American or a white person or a colored person or however you identify as, just remember that there is greatness in your life. You just have to embrace it and you have to not settle for um, less. So as you go through your life, I just challenge you not to settle and to push yourself to be the best that you can be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for saying that, Gabriel. Well, I'm so glad that we got to honor our sister, Amanda Gorman. Um, she's a trailblazer with her words and I'm sure with her life, but at least with her words, we know of her words. Justin, will you close us in prayer? Yes, ma'am. Um, everybody, close your eyes and bow your heads. Um, dear Lord, thank you for this amazing sunny day. Um, thank you that we got to sit here and we got to talk about the inauguration and you know our love for poetry. Um, please instill blessings on everybody that's listening and everybody that's in this podcast. In Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Amen. Be well, y'all. Keep writing. Write them poems. Write them reps. All right. Bye. <laughs>